She figured Jaren might be soft and unused to scrambling over the heaps of busted concrete, fallen steel, and general detritus left throughout the territory. At first, she went slow, for his sake. But soon she realized he was having no problem keeping up with her. He had an excellent eye for scavenge, too, it turned out, spotting bits of glass and metal that she missed on her first scan of an area. They each carried a sling bag, and soon they were half full. They pressed out farther from the center of the territory. The inside of Deidre's mask had become humid and stale. She glanced over at Jaren, who had paused to stretch his back and arms. With an unconscious shrug, he pulled off his mask and tested the air. Not too bad, he told her. Try it. She didn't want to, but he was Jaren Ludo, so she slipped off her mask. To her surprise, the air's ever-present metallic tang was softer than she'd expected. Here's a secret, Jaren told her, his eyes sparkling. Air quality ranges shift during the day, but we only test in the morning. Deidre nodded, slowly. Right, that made sense. They couldn't just keep testing all day long. So if the air was bad in the morning, everyone wore a mask, just to be safe. Take a break, maybe? Jaren said. He gestured ahead of them, down a slight rolling grade. The buildings pressed tightly together here, with only the narrowest of alleys between some of them. Down the hill, an old vehicle had rusted into near non-existence, but its seats somehow survived. I don't need a break, she assured him. She was exhausted, actually, but she didn't want to admit it. Jaren chuckled and held up both hands in surrender. <laughs> I believe you, but I need a break? <laughs> You're killing me, You're like a machine. In the best possible way, of course, he added hastily. Deidre returned the chuckle and watched Jaren as he picked his way carefully down the incline to the seats. At L-12, he seemed like such a harsh taskmaster, but out here, alone, he was just like anyone else. He wore skin-tight blue jeans, black boots, and a gray long-sleeve shirt. No poncho, but it wasn't raining, so it didn't matter. His clothing was clean and unpatched, one of the many perks of being a Ludo. His sandy hair was long, straight until the very ends, when it curled ever so slightly at the nape of his neck. Like many, he'd enhanced his Ludo brand by tattooing around it. A large starburst exploded in yellows and reds and oranges along the left side of his neck. Maybe, she thought as she joined him, the Bang Boys were projecting a false front. Everyone thought they'd inherited their bad attitude from Jaren, but from what she could tell, the Bang Boys were taking liberties. She stood before him, hesitating. He patted the seat next to him. When she sat, he sighed expansively and leaned back staring up at the sky. Deidre didn't know what to do. She was technically shirking her duty, but Jaren had essentially told her to. So that made it all right, didn't it? She sat as stiffly and as uncomfortably as she could, ready to jump up and scavenge at a moment's notice. She had no fear of him, though. Not like the fear she had for the Bang Boys. Someone should tell him. Someone should tell him how they acted in his name. Someone, maybe her. 
Do you ever think of the people who built this stuff? He asked. Which stuff? He gestured to encompass the crumbling buildings and leftover junk all around them. (laughs) All of it. Everything. She shrugged. Why would I do that? They're not around anymore. Jaren nodded thoughtfully and sat up, regarding her coolly. His eyes were a pale gray, a liquid metal melding almost to silver at the edges. But do you ever think about what it was like when it was new? Deidre didn't understand the question. Not really. She supposed that every...